Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis back again for Cash Call. Oh my gosh, I don't know how you made it from last Wednesday to today without a dose of Dale and Brian, but you did it. Congratulations, you're still here. Right, Brian? Absolutely. You know, um, it, we're just happy to be back and dropping some dropping some good stuff today. I'm excited. Yeah, so I have a call today from one of uh, my clients. Uh, uh oh, oh, yeah, that's our, that's my assistant, Isis. Hey, Isis, you're on camera. There you go. Uh, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Got a little extra share today. Yeah, a little extra share today. Yeah, we uh, we are a very high production quality uh, outfit here, uh, Brian. So you know, you get to see a little blue. That's the blooper reel. Uh, Excellent. This is. <clears throat> one of my clients and, uh, you know, got a couple things to talk about in here. So I think we'll just jump right into playing the call. I'm just going to set the premise up for you guys. So this is a lead that the agent, the salesperson is following up with and ends up uh, setting a tentative listing appointment with this person. But where they're at is they said, hey, um, I have this house. I originally bought it as an investment, but then I had to move into it. I don't know about you, Brian, but that's happened to me before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've had an investment property I had to move into too. So that was this lead. <clears throat> and uh, basically when the salesperson follows up with him, he says, hey, <clears throat> I still want to get into real estate investing. I'm at a point now where I have to decide whether I'm going to sell this property or keep it as one of my, as a rental property, like my first rental property. So that's where we're jumping into the conversation at. And we'll Excellent. listen to this agent set an appointment. So let me share my sound. Okay, here we go. Just give me a thumbs up when you can hear it, Brian. Okay. That should be a pretty sought after type of home right now. Um, I tell you what, Dominic, I, if you're up for it, probably the easiest next step would be if I could just come by, take a look at the house, give you a, a fair market value for it in today's market and do a, you know, give you a full valuation on it just so you can see, hey, here are the real time numbers. If you were to sell it, whether it's now or whether it's later, this is what you'd expect for in today's market. And then we can kind of sit down and crunch the numbers and figure out, is this worthwhile to keep and rent? How much could you get for it in rent? Or is this something that you need to seriously consider selling? And, you know, like you said, starting new with another residence and, and moving forward from there. Does that sound like that'd be helpful? He ended with, does that sound like something that would be helpful? I think he's doing good. It was a good pitch. One thing I want to point out that I teach everybody is, you know, before he goes into the, hey, here's what I think we should do, we should meet do a little test. Okay. Because that's an ask you, you're making, you're closing for something. You're closing for an action or a decision before you do that. Just ask, Hey, Dominic, have you met with an agent yet to figure out what this house would be worth? Right. Just test the clothes that you're going to give them. Because if you do that now, it didn't occur in this call and we're going to listen to the rest of it didn't occur in this call, but what could easily happen, right? If I'm like, hey, Brian, I think we should get together and I can tell you what the house is going to sell for. Brian could easily say, Dale, I've already done that. I've already had 18 agents out to my house, right? Or you could yep. say, yeah, Dale, I already know what my house is worth because I'm totally educated in the market. And it just destroys the clothes that you were going to make. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. It's set up, you know, we all said if we have more information, it's easier for us to figure out where to go. And that's just what Dale's saying there. Don't have the thing that you're going to close with be a guaranteed lose. Because yeah, if you did a little discovery like that, it would, you know, because he did, he, I like his clothes. He he pumped the value and then he said, can you see some value? I don't know exactly. Can you see some value in doing that? They're not going to say no to that unless Dale's point is, yeah, I agree. It's an amazing value. Already did it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I guess if I was to make a point about that, right, when I say test the clothes, if I say, Brian, can I come meet with you, tell you how much your house is worth, right? versus, hey, Brian, have you spoken to an agent yet to find out what your home is worth? Now, if you say no, great, go straight for the pitch and you would pitch exactly what you did. If Brian said, oh yeah, I've already talked to a couple of agents and I have a really good idea what my house is worth, then I got to take a different line if I want to get face to face with you, right? And that from that point, if I said, hey, Brian, have you met with any agents to find out what your house is worth? Yeah, I've talked to a bunch of them. I have a really good idea. Oh, got it, okay. Did you guys come up with a strategy for how to best position your market, your home in the market to get the most money for it? Meaning, do you have a plan for any changes or upgrades you're going to do that could get you more money, right? So I've mm -hmm. just changed what I'm trying to tee you up for. And if you said, well, no, I really haven't thought about it. Now I have an opening. I can pitch. I can close for something else. Yeah, and you've got to have that. If you only have one thing that you're closing for, you're eliminating a whole bunch of people. And again, do I think this is a great close? I do. And the truth of the matter is probably 60, 70% of the time, if you've done the discovery, no, we haven't had an agent come over. So it works most of the time, but I don't want to lose 20, 30, 40% because I don't have another pitch. A um, couple of things I like to do in that scenario. Oh, out of curiosity, what kind of range did you get? If they, if they said multiple people, you know, what kind of range did they say? Oh, they said it was worth between 300 and 350. Oh, okay, cool. So with that in mind, did they talk to you about what you could do to get on the higher end? Oh, nobody did that. Now there's my end. You know, what I do is I have a stager come over with me. We go through, there's no cost for that, by the way. I include that as part of my package. You know, and she, she can literally tell you everything that we need to do to get the absolute maximum value for your house. How's something like that sound? All right. I just got another in, but I got to make sure I've got some place to go. Yeah. Let's listen to the rest of the call. So this is his, he just went to close. We're going to hear what happens. And I have it on 1.25. Um, in the, in the short term, yes, but um, with work and this is kids just got out of school, so I'm dealing with a lot of moving pieces. But I say within the next maybe three to four weeks for sure, I just have to kind of ramp down my work schedule because I coach my son's little league and the season is almost over. So our oh, days, nice. yeah. So we're basically 10, 12 hour days, and then some days I leave work and then I go to the games two, three days a week. So, so basically, the objection is I'm too busy, right? So listen to what this agent does. He's a really good agent. He's been doing this for a while, and he's been training with us for probably five years at this point. I, I get that. I got I got three young kids. We haven't hit little league age yet. How, how old are your kids? Uh, two 11 year olds. He's going straight for rapport. Don't you love it? So every what's that, Brian? You're muted. That's exactly where I was hoping he was going to go. Miss, don't miss the opportunity to talk about his kids. I mean, clearly it's important to him. Yeah, yeah. And so you know what's really great about this, everybody listening, is you know your typical salesperson would hear that objection about how he's too busy and they would immediately try to find a time that would work. Good instinct, and that's your basic salesperson. Andy has been in training for a long time and he's 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 been, you know, he's got a lot of hours in the simulator, right? So he knows 
that the the power of rapport is huge. So when when somebody gives you an objection and they give you a enough meat to that objection that you can build rapport around it or you can take another uh, you could take your conversation somewhere else more personable before you come back to the or, you know the sales part of it you really uh, get a lot of value and have a lot more uh, more of a chance of getting what you're looking for so he took that off road yeah and, and here's the thing I, I hope everybody gets this and they'll play play piss plus uh, press play here in a second but one of the most important things for people to understand is Dale and I talk about sales techniques we talk about closes we talk about languaging by the way all really important none of it matters if you don't have rapport right none you can have the greatest clothes in the world if the person's like this guy's a dick you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna win and i i disagree i was a bit of a dick for a long time and i still but, made business happen but people didn't think that no no if there's a difference between i probably should use a different word difference between being a jerk and having people think you're a jerk Those oh yeah different, okay different yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm just being self-deprecating and making a joke. I, I have definitely, I've I've grown a lot throughout my sales career, and early on, it was definitely not easy street. I'll just put it that way. So I just wanted to make a funny joke, but you're absolutely yeah. right. You know, if people think you're a dick; they're generally not going to do business with you unless you're the only option. Right. You better bring a hell of a lot of value. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. All right. Let's let's hear where. And so Andy's starting to build rapport and a two-year-old 11 year old and a two-year-old that's fine i got i got four two and uh five months two-year-old about to turn three her birthday's next week wow. um but yeah they're they're all little close together and uh and little so we haven't quite hit little league yet but uh but that's that's a lot of fun i, I totally get the, the busy schedule i work um I, I mean i work flexible hours like i have to work around my clients schedules so you know evenings weekends stuff yeah. like that is pretty normal for me if that's what's needed um is there a, a specific time that you think it'd be easiest to do something like that? So now he's flowed, right? From close, like sales convo. But nope, we can't have that because I'm super busy with kids stuff. Oh, rapport building around kids, right? Now we're gradually transitioning back into sales. Do you think there's a time that would work that would be more convenient? Um, and it wouldn't need to be. Just, just to clarify, it, like it, this doesn't have to be a big thing. This is just me dropping by to get eyes on the house, just so I can give you a, a pretty good idea of what you're, what you'd be looking at for value. So, hit pause real quick. Yeah, he wussed out there. Oh, he what asked didn't have to be a big asked, He asked for it. He didn't get a yes right away, and he went, "Oh crap! Let me see if I can." He should have got the no, in my opinion, before he did that because. I'm not, the guy might've said yes to this. We built some rapport. We went to the kids. He might've said yes. And if he said no, we go, look, man, I understand you're super busy. Here's my question. Can you find 15 minutes someday? Yeah. You could, you could change it. So, but if you didn't I, get a chance to say yes. I definitely understand. I, I see where you're at and I'm going to disagree because, Excellent. because mm -hmm. I think that Andy could feel that the guy was was not you heard him the noise that he made where he was like, mm, right? I think Andy sensed that and he lowered the ask automatically to get okay. the guy to say yes to it. And and I okay. think it's a good technique that he did. And it's one that I frequently use also, where basically it's like uh, if I want if I want to get the, the foot in the door, that's what he's shooting to do, right? So really, he just needs to make his ask as 
simple and no brainer as possible. And when you listen to what happens next, Brian, I feel like it reinforces what I'm saying. So, and, and, so and let me say this, I missed the, um, or the, mm, I missed it. So that's probably, yeah, good catch. Good catch yeah. for the eight catch for Dale. Yeah. The guy <laughs> was like, mm, right. And then Andy was like, whoop, downshift. Right. Okay. Yeah. I missed now it. Listen, listen to yeah, what, listen. yeah. Listen to what the guy says next. Don't worry about this being a, a big, uh, you know, I got to get the house in, in perfect shape for somebody to come see it. No, I, I'm, I'm totally fine looking fast stuff. Yeah, the kids here, this house, like, it'll never be. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> I know how that goes for sure. That's a good one. Okay. So now he's going into his calendar to figure out when he can do it. But basically, Andy uncovered, and it was almost just in, like, sounds and, like, we understand where each other is having kids. Basically, yeah. the guy's hang up was, oh, shit, I can't get this house ready for you to come and look at. Right. And when Andy did the downshift and said, hey, I know, you know, you don't have to have the house perfect like that uncovered this guy's objection, which is the one thing that was holding him back, which was I can't how the, you I can say yes to you. But how am I going to get this house ready for you? Turns out that that was what we needed to overcome. Um, I'm trying to think. So I don't work on. Saturdays usually, but I know this Saturday, I think I'm, we're doing something, but um, a Saturday for sure. So let me figure some things out and I can definitely let you know what time works best. Okay. But that sure would work best. Now we're almost there, right? The guy said Saturday, uh, you know, would be best. I don't know about this Saturday. We might have something going on. So we're, we're doing well. Now listen to what Andy does. And I think you and I are both going to have a, just a little bit of sort of you know, he's doing great, but it's like what we say on the show, right, is we can help you take it just that little bit farther. Okay, so like potentially next Saturday, the 24th? Possibly, yes. Okay. Why don't we do this then? Uh, yeah, let's just, I'll touch base with you next week. Um, I know you got a lot going on right now. Sounds like Little League's wrapping up. Let's touch base next week and we can set up a time from there. Um, but yeah, as far as like, like looking at your situation, it seems like this is probably the, the next step to just kind of Okay, so he's just reinforcing the fact that they're going to meet. It doesn't get any stronger or immediate than I'll follow up with you next week and to confirm, right? So, and, and I don't think that's bad. I think it's decent. Not horrible. Yeah, yeah it's not a seven. horrible. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, in, but in thinking about it, I was like, hmm, what's missing? You know, the question that I have that I'd want to get in there is when, will you, when do you think you'll know, right? Right. Set an appointment to set an appointment is the beverage or verbiage I use. Yeah, exactly, Brian. Uh, so right now it's just I'll follow up with you next week to see. But if we follow what you just said is set an appointment to set an appointment, I want to it probably sound like, you know, if he said, yeah, I, you know, Saturday would be good. I, I don't know about this or, or I don't know about this Saturday I might have something going on, but Saturday would work. And then I said, OK, next Saturday, the 24th. And he said, yeah, let me let me check into some things. That's a possibility somewhere I'd work in the question. Got it. So uh, when do you think you'd know whether Saturday was a go for us or not? Right. right. Or, yeah. And, or this, Hey, when would be the best time for me to follow up with you on that? In other words, what day and time? Cause I don't know about you, but if I don't put stuff on my calendar, sometimes it just doesn't happen. I'm very calendar driven. So with that in mind, you know, what day that would work best? Oh, I don't know. Wednesday. Perfect in the morning or afternoon, afternoon, perfect. I'll call you at five o'clock, bam. Now I've yeah. got an appointment to, and again, it's just an appointment to set an appointment, but we're going to have an agreement. I don't know about you. I'm sending a calendar invite. Like I'm going to 
this is going to be a real thing. And, right. and, the, and none of that guarantees anything, but it's it going to get you closer. The yeah. other option, and I don't know if you were going to go there or not, but I'm going to steal your thunder if you were, is that you can set an appointment and say, look, hey, so I understand you don't know exactly what's going on. If nothing is going on, is it mornings or afternoons better for you? Oh, mornings. Okay. Why don't we do this? We'll tentatively set it for 10 a.m. on Saturday. I'll call you on Tuesday to verify. Yep. He's going to answer the phone on Tuesday now if he wants to cancel. And we've already got him on, on, on the calendar. So that to me is the strongest approach. Doesn't always work. People are like, no, I don't want to do that. You get a lot of that, but it's a no anyway if you don't try. So, right. Yeah. And I would say that, I mean, oh, spoiler, we don't have to listen to the rest of it. Basically, it never got more solidified than I'll follow up with you next week to find out. Right. That's pretty much all. So I think that these uh, suggestions that we've given would help tighten up that end. But I think that uh, overall, it's a really good call and a really good, um, you know, ex exhibition of him being able to flow from pitch to rapport, you know, pitch, objection, rapport uh, to close again, come back around and close again and get a tentative yes, which I think is a really good example. And I, I agree. I'll, I'll hire this guy today. He's good. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's not for a hire and my client would probably be pissed if you got him. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. But, but just the point that he's I'll take I'll take 20 Andy's on my team. Yeah. Andy's a really great guy. Um so let's, I want to show another quick thing. This, uh, you know, is something that comes up occasionally. Listen to how this call started out. Hello, Dominic. It's Andy Civil, the realtor calling with Berkshire Hathaway. We spoke last year about homes in the area. Reason for the call today is just checking in to see if that's still something on your agenda. If you ever ended up buying a house or if that's still something you're planning on doing in the future. Is that something that you're still thinking about? Uh, yeah, it, uh, I kind of put a pin on it uh, i had some family medical issues my dad suffered a stroke so i've been oh my gosh him, yeah past couple of months so wow okay so he starts out right with uh, i put a pin in it my dad suffered a stroke right now one reason i'm de i'm demonstrating this because it turned into a six minute and 30 second conversation with a tentative appointment right so andy stayed there he stayed in this conversation so we'll hear what he did next you know, I have an obvious uh, suggestion there, but it didn't end up damaging the conversation. So you're, you're putting a pin in it now. Is that still a future thing you'd like to do at some point? Yeah. So um, I'm at the point where I'm looking to. Okay. So he just said, he just repeated, but he ignored the dad, right? He said, oh, wow, I'm sorry to hear that. You put a pin in it. Is that still something you're looking to do in the future? I think that for this conversation, it didn't damage anything. Um, but it, uh, you know, he was able to switch back into sales mode again and move forward. I feel like I might have at this point in hearing that I might have said, oh, wow, how's your dad doing? Right. Right. Yeah, and Dude, one question. Here's the sensory acuity of this. Like, in other words, you're paying attention. Like when I missed the, mm, that was bad sensory acuity on my part. Here's the good sensory acuity that Dale just displayed. This guy is not like, oh, my dad, he's had the stroke. He's like, my dad had a stroke. Yeah. But that, what, I, what I took away from that is his dad is probably fine. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it just, if your dad had a stroke and he died, you're not going to say, yeah, my dad had a stroke. It was awesome. I mean, he did, there was no energy in that. There was no, oh, yeah, man, my dad had a stroke and, uh, you know, he's still dealing with stuff. And 
ask him, you know, in that situation, because it doesn't sound like he's deep in his feelings about it. So it's probably okay, but it shows you care. Yeah. And uh, I look at it as before I switch back to sales, right. And want to find out, Oh, Hey, I heard about your dad and the stroke. Do you still want to buy a house? Right. (laughs) Or make a move. Just slide one, which is what happened. (laughs) Slide a, how's your dad? in there oh he's good he's out of the hospital whatever whatever great so i know you put a pin in it is that still something you're looking to do in the future exactly what andy said i'm just sticking one more softener in there yeah just show up you know people work with people they know like and trust here's another corny saying people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care all those things they're they're corny sayings for a reason it's because they work i mean they're general but but it's real yeah. you know i just I, I just closed the deal today where I called up the lead. The lead said, hey, yeah, been meaning to do it. But, you know, my uh, my daughter's home from school for the summer, like on summer break right now. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm really busy with her. And I just said, how old's your daughter? Right. In reality, I, I, I hate to say this on air. I don't actually really care. I don't care how old her daughter is. Uh, you know, I, does that sound bad? Is that bad? You know, I appreciate the honesty. Um, and the truth of the matter is they don't care about us either. I'm, I'm not trying to be sure. But this is a business transaction and yeah. we're trying to do business. Now, we have to tweak a little bit in there. But I can tell you this. One of the very first things that somebody taught me was too many agents get way, way, way too deep with their clients. And it puts them in a box they can't get out of sometimes. Yeah. Um, they they just build this huge gigantic relationship and they're hanging out with them after closing that works for you if you're that person good i will say that can cause problems and so i never did that i built as much rapport as i felt necessary provided great service but i didn't hang out with my clients after closing unless they happen to be my friends before we yeah. listen you know yeah yeah i i understand that um but uh, I guess if I was to summarize that, then Brian, I would say people, people, people care about themselves. And if you approach them only as a salesperson about what you want. So if the person said, you know, it, in my example, oh, hey, I'm really busy. My seven-year-old, you know, is on summer break. If I was just like, oh, yeah, okay, well, how much time do you think you would have, blah, 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 right? I just skipped right over that. Just the simple, how old's your daughter? I have kids this age, right? I know how it goes. Like that is just a very simple rapport building uh, exercise that all salespeople can do, right? It makes the lead feel good. It makes the lead feel connected. And, uh, you know, it's not like I'm going to her, her communion or something, right? But, you know, it's still just that little bit of human exchange that shifts it from away from sales for a couple of seconds and causes people to be more uh, connected to you. Yeah, here's a recurring theme and it doesn't, I mean, I've got a call, but I think we'll just play it next week because we only have six minutes left. But um, here's a theme that I keep hearing as we're doing more role play, as I'm listening to phone calls, stuff like this. I would really love to go show you some houses. I don't care. (laughs) I would really like to come over and take a look at your house. I don't care. Right. And I'm not trying to be a jerk, but here's the thing. What's in it for the other person? You're a salesperson. They know you're a salesperson. They don't care that you want to show them houses. They don't care that you want to see their house. What's in it for them? And, you know, somebody said this. I'd love to work with first-time home buyers. I don't care. What's in it for me? How about this? 
I specialize in working with first home time home buyers. I'm so happy that we got together today. And let me just talk to you about some of the benefits of working with me and my company with first time home buyers. Now I'm talking about something that benefits them. I don't care. They don't care that I like working with first time home buyers. And, and here's the thing it sounds cheesy. I'll be honest with you. Do I want a guy buying a million dollar house or do I want a first time home buyer buying $200,000 house? I want the million dollar house, okay? Did I enjoy working with first time home buyers? Yes. Were they my first choice? Heck no. I wanted the I wanted the high end commission, you know, because it doesn't take any more time. Now, oddly, it probably takes less with than a first time home buyer. So I don't know. It just sounds like, you know, like you like music. I like music. I mean, come on. And I do believe a lot of people say it with sincerity. I love working with first. I appreciate that. Stop it. It doesn't help you to tell them what you like, what you want. You haven't earned that right yet is, is where I'm at. So. Yeah, what I'm if I put that in the context of some of the things that we teach, right, the logical next step, which is when are we going to talk or meet? Why are we going to talk or meet? And what's in it for the lead, right? When we yep. do, what is what is in it for them? Like you're saying, just because you want to come and look at my house, you want to show me houses doesn't doesn't tell me what I'm getting out of it. Why should yeah. I want to see houses with you? Why should I want you to look at my house? Yeah, it, it, it's so important. It's really, you know, and again, I'm not saying that never at any point in a conversation can you tell somebody what you want, what you like. You can, but most of these calls that we listen to are front end calls. Like we, you were not listening to somebody who's, you know, we've been showing houses to for three weeks. Right. Yeah. I think that if, if your close is mostly based or if the only thing that gets communicated in your close is what you want, then you're in serious trouble. Well, and also, and I don't know, it, 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 it lacks sincerity sometimes too. Again, you like music. I like music. Okay. I mean, it lacks sincerity. You're a first time home buyer. First time home buyers are my favorite. Come on. Really? Really? Even if that's true, we've been on the phone for a minute and a half and I just, I think I if you're, I think you can only pull that off if you are a certain type of personality. Like if you are a super bubbly, like tell you anything type of personality, like I went to a personal development thing last night and the woman who sat next to me, literally as the presenter was talking, she was over here commenting and talking too because she just could not not talk. talk. So if you're that kind of person and it's like, you know, there's no filter between the idea and it's spilling out of your mouth, then go for it, right? Because it works for you. And that's how, but the rest of us are not like that. Yeah, if you're that kind of person, work on. <laughs> Brian's fired up today, everybody on cash call. Yeah, I am. Well, you know, and it's funny. Maybe. I go to a lot, a lot of development stuff, a lot of training, and nothing drives me more crazy. I've worked on it. This is my part to work on. Is that person who has to make a comment every forty-five seconds when I'm trying to learn something? Like, shut up! I'm trying to learn this. Yeah, <laughs> so. she was so so. She and I could not have been polar opposites, but I managed to just stay focused and not. I I realized that she was almost talking to herself, and that I didn't need to engage with it. So I was it was okay. Plus, I had a glass yeah. of wine, so it helped me. Uh, it helped me stay focused. <laughs> The quote of the day, a glass of wine will help you stay focused. Okay. Yeah, right. It's uh, it managed to take the edge off the distraction, I would say. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, I need to give a quick plug. So we'll put the link 
somewhere into the chat and wherever you see this we'll put in the comments but upload calls so that we can play them please if you have a team upload an isa's call agent call your own call just upload them here and we'll give you some good coaching feedback and advice and uh, don't worry brian and i don't bite we'll be nice and you can even change your name to protect the innocent okay so we'll just call you john or jane smith all right everybody Sounds good. Uh, thanks for joining us today for Cash Call. Brian Curtis, Dale Archdeacon, once again, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com, and we'll be back again next week.